everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your Your Twilight phase. This was so late. (laughs) Did I tell you guys? Really hard. That on the last one we were perfect. (gasps) When I was editing, we were perfect. I'll be the judge of that. Anyway, listeners, we're here. We're back. And Melissa has a big update. Oh, we're doing my update first. Yeah. I thought I don't know. I thought we started. Yeah, okay, definitely. Sure. This is a way to start. Um. So anyway, guys, I've been having this real like inner child journey lately. Uh, <laughs> I've been really embracing my two thousands girl self. Um. I was, you know, a young tween teen throughout the early two thousands, and part of that is also my twilight phase. So like rereading this book, listening to the music that I used to listen to in the early aughts, also other books that I never thought that I would revisit again i.e the princess diary series I have revisited uh, and uh I read it all I read all of them <laughs> there are how many are there there's like 14 oh, that shit. includes the novellas there's like 10 there's 10 actual books and then there's novellas yeah then there's like at least four novellas I got all of them I read them in order um <laughs> and now I'm gonna read the adult one that came out a couple years ago the royal wedding hollered how long did it take you you said i finished the princess diaries and i was like oh chill but it's 14 books this was an undertaking (laughs) i mean i definitely remember texting you guys when i got all of them in the mail because i yeah them all in the mail (laughs) um i think that was like right after i got promoted so it's been it's been like a couple months um and so exciting do they do they what's the report do they live up um, they do. It, what I want to talk about is like the solid, complete difference between like the Princess Diaries and Twilight, even though they're roughly of the same, you know, era. Yeah. I mean, they are of the same era. <laughs> but um, firstly, if you're going to reread the Princess Diaries, you really can skip books three through seven. Just oh, wow. That's a trunk. <laughs> they have really no impact on the overarching story <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Does it feel um, like reading like like a side quest in a game? Yeah, yeah. Seven. Yeah. So anyway, um, it was wild because these books are very rooted in like present or at the time present culture. So you know, there are tons of references of like me and our friends being like, sorry, um, it's almost eight. I have to stop texting because I don't have any more text after that. Like they literally detail <laughs> this shit and it's wild to me. <laughs> Because, you know, in Twilight, the only thing we get that ages it is really the dial-up internet shit. Yeah, Um, yeah. But literally everything, the Princess Diaries ages it, but also it makes it the best reading experience ever. Um, You sent us one screen grab of an outfit description that was, like, really visceral. In detail. My favorite part of that outfit description was all of my bangles i was literally about to i was gonna let you say yours and i was gonna say my favorite was all the bangles (laughs) you just imagine like six inches of bangles on each of her wrists yeah and they're like the multicolored like child rave bangles yes yes it was just like they would describe all her outfits and you know in twilight we got like oh i'm wearing a khaki colored skirt and like (laughs) in princess diaries they like name drop constantly she's like oh i just got some new baby fat jeans oh <laughs> i'd be like god. oh my god 
anyway so uh, it was an amazing experience it really took me back to my early wow. childhood but also i noticed that meg cabot does a thing that stephanie minor also does which is, <gasps> what is it um which i hate which is setting up a love triangle and making the you know third person slash you know second boy be like oh he's like kind of perfect like oh my gosh he does all the things that this other one doesn't do and he seems so nice and like actually this person's soulmate and then when they actually like get a chance to kind of like go into that it turns out the entire time he's actually been awful and we just didn't see it like that is annoying she she builds up like the this character jp lol um as like a other love interest to michael who we all know from the movie michael um and you know he's like super creative he also likes to write in a diary he um (laughs) he's not like other boys he's not like other boys (laughs) and then spoiler sorry uh mia ends up going out with him and apparently the entire time he just wanted to be famous i'm just like we built this character for like four books of him being like so thoughtful so that's why you skip all those four books and then it ends up like in order for the series to set up Mia right. eventually being right. with Michael, they tear down. He has JP. to suck. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. Classic like, Jacob move. I know. I was like, she can, Mia can just choose, choose. Michael. We can Bella make choices. Can just choose Edward. And if anything, that's way more compelling because, like, I, I, you get attached to these characters and you're like, I actually like JP more than Michael, maybe. But then you're like, oh, wait, no, he's actually a terrible person. Sorry, so twist. Like he sucks. Right? It's like, <laughs> actually a negative character flaw of you. So. In Twilight, that I think is like one of the big reasons that I'm team Edward is that it doesn't matter how great Jacob is, Bella is more deeply in love with Edward. Exactly. Just the mere choosing is enough. They don't have yeah. to have these like elaborate reasons. Like that was the entire one of the, like the last book was like Mia like coming up with all these reasons like why JP was worthy of breaking up with I'm like mm. you just don't want to go out just with him break up. yeah that's all that's the fact that you want to break up with him is the reason point exactly. Melissa like you um, love Michael <laughs> that's it that's I wanted to say something but I didn't have paper so I jotted it down on my orange peel <laughs> which is that um you really did we should do like listeners if you are one of our teenage listeners please read the princess diaries and like write in with your reaction <laughs> like teens react to the princess diaries like do you know what baby fat jeans are just when perfectly encapsulated 2000 through 2005 for me wow like, perfectly encapsulated when they say wow. i can't text after eight o'clock do you <laughs> what do you think that know means? what that means let us I'm know. so glad that no one was like yo Meg let's not age this okay <laughs> like and not put in any references to like the fact that you just now got a, a cell you know phone what? for the first sometimes time you just life. go in just sometimes go that's what the book is in. and that's what the princess diaries is and that's why we loved it at the time and that's exactly. why it's still good and that's just what it is and, and it's okay to like not get everything we read Jane Austen I do not get all the references I don't right it's chill yeah anyway I had that lovely reading experience and it reminded me of Twilight because lol everything reminds me of Twilight now (laughs) um 
Thank you for the complet lesson. Yes. This is great. Um, Also, I started rereading The Princess Diaries two summers ago and fell off. And so this is probably inspiring me to keep keep going. You can skip. Skip three three through seven. seven And just. I think I'm on like four or five. Oh, that's yeah. why you stopped. That, that's, they get meaningless, <laughs> like completely meaningless. Well, they were really good. But the thing is, is that summer I was, I went home for a couple of weeks. So I had access to a half price books mm. um, and all of the books are at every half price book. Yes. <laughs> and so then when I came home and I didn't have half price books anymore, I like didn't want to order them online. Well- them through thrift books which i've told you guys about a million times thriftbooks.com i just hate paying shipping you don't pay shipping there's no shipping there's no shipping okay we gotta move it on yeah olivia's like move move it along you guys okay the listeners we read two chapters this time um so we're only gonna read one listener letter for now because we gotta talk about two chapters (laughs) we are you know doing everybody a favor chugging through this book (laughs) <laughs> so I am going to read uh, excerpts from a letter from L. subject line, insert witty subject line here. So listeners, <laughs> if you have a witty subject line for L, please write in. Oh, I think she succeeded on the meta level. <laughs> um, L is 28 years old and she lives in the Netherlands, but is not a Dutchie. L, did you What's get to the, you know, like Dutch, like a fun name. For she the lives Dutch. there, but she's not Dutch. Yeah. She lives in the Netherlands, Netherlands. But, isn't, but isn't Dutch. Yeah, she's not yeah, Dutch. That's all that it means. Oh. I think so. <laughs> um, Elle, if I go back to my Duolingo streak on Dutch and I have questions, I'm going to write to you and be Whoa. like, help me with wow. my Dutch. Um, anyway, so I'm going to skip ahead to a part where Elle says, I had what I like to call the Bella complex, capitalized. Okay. I wanted to be Bella so badly, so I'll get my Edward as well and live happily ever after. I wonder if you guys had the same experience. Yes. Yeah. Deeply. Fully. <laughs> like, I imagined Edward as being real and in my life. I just Can- pretended that everyone could read minds, and so I tried to keep my mind as pure as possible Ooh. for just in case there was a mind reader who was going to fall in love with me. Wow, that's tough. That's a tall order. I don't even know if I was like that motivated by like the romance aspect so much as like being somebody's very favorite. Oh. See, those go hand in, those went hand in hand. Hand in hand. But like, you know, like Edward's like the cool, brooding, mysterious one. And he picks Belle out of everyone in the school and everyone's like, That, that was compelling me. Anyway, I really love how you guys bring a whole new perspective to this relationship, which as a teenager and still to this day, though I'm working on it, I regard it as the <laughs> ideal for which I should strive. I mean, <sighs> we all been there. We're in the same boat. Yeah. It, it is, it, and um, yet it is not. Then we get to a part of the email that is hilarious. <laughs> Now we can get to why I really wanted to write this email. I apologize in advance for how cringy this section is. Thank you for your apology. When Edward went to stay with the Denali clan for a while in Midnight Sun, they kind of mentioned the fact that they've had human lovers. But like, how can a human man have sex with a vampire? 
I understand how it's possible when the roles are what? reversed. I took this to mean like sex with a vampire woman since, I mean, it's the same question really, but I understand how it's possible when the roles are reversed. The vampire's penis is like a dildo made of stone and the vagina is flexible. <laughs> so it stretches in order what to What about it, it like that? It is flexible. It's very flexible. Oh. But how can a human penis stretch a vagina <laughs> that might not literally be made of stone, but pretty comparable? Wow, that's a great oh, no. question. Walt's oh, penis just gets squished. Um, oh my God. Maybe I'm missing squished. something. But I'd really love to hear what you guys have to say I about this. I have nothing to say thinking about that you this haven't already my, nothing to say. I mean, it really goes back to like the original sin, if you will, of the fact that a vampire can get an erection but also has no bodily fluids. There's no explanation. You just, really? it doesn't make sense. You can't, ex- like, based on that, like, it must change shape. Unless it doesn't change shape, and then like that's a whole problem, right there. If it never changes shape, but if it you changes shape, then it does move. And you know, what I'm thinking <sighs> what is that thinking? lady vampires are so you know highly skilled in controlling of their muscles that they can control their vagina oh muscles. God. And they oh my god! Stretch. <laughs> I think that's the answer. <laughs> I think Melissa cracked it. Their muscles, and so it's they can true. move it. <laughs> 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 I hate this so intensely. This might be, this is worse than Edward being a tick. I hate this more than Edward being a tick. Because it's just like, like imagine like Edward's vibe when he's like, she was picking up my hand, but it would have been too heavy for her to list, lift. And so I calculated exactly how much I needed to lift it so that it would feel like I my arm was a normal weight. And it's like that, except. But with your vagina. vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining it like on a hinge. Guys, like, they're both making hand motions that I do not wish to describe to you. But just know that they're both making <laughs> hand motions. Hell, I want to thank you for your email. Yeah, One, wow. it really made me laugh. Two, it took me to a dark place. Um, <laughs> I think part I literally of me, like had wondered that before, but had been like too scared to really interrogate it. I and had you not even, even remotely crossed my mind. When you first asked, how does a boy have a sex with a girl? I was like, girlfriend, are you asking us a way bigger question than what I think? Boys and girls shouldn't have sex. Men and women yeah. should have sex. <laughs> and also any combinations thereof who are consenting. Adults only is what we're trying <laughs> to say. Men and women only. Consult. Okay. Consenting so anyways, adults. we're going to move on to over the age of consent teens. You know, this was probably my favorite listener email ever. (laughs) Oh, good. It's such a good one. Okay. Okay. Who's going to sit to recap? I don't know. Is it me? I went last week. Oh, I think it might be me. Melissa's the one who knows the order. I think I'll go. Okay. So we read chapter 20 and chapter 21. I'm going to preface this all with like, look, Edward and Bella are hanging out now, which means that all of the things are the same. I mean, it was already true because Edward just followed Bella around and so all of the scenes were the same, but now they're hanging out right, together. It's, it's like even thing. more so. It's even more the same. So chapter 20 is called Carlisle. This is the chapter full of backstory that you dread every time that you get to it. Um, yeah. He skips some of it uh, because we already know it and because Edward already knows it, but 
you know, we do learn, we hear a bit about Carlisle's whole backstory um, and more about the paintings. And then we get a little, a little flashback, a little new, uh, slightly new information about a particularly awful person that Edward stalked and then killed. Um, He was like, he was, he was about to be guilty, but he didn't literally do the really horrible thing that she infers that he might be doing. So Edward felt guilt about murdering him. Um, I mean, fair. I'm flipping. I'm flipping. We get some family time. That's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The game. Chapter 21. (laughs) Which I felt like was, you know, the beginning of the end. This is like, oh, the game. You know, we're at baseball, which means that we're about to meet the villains, which means that it's about to be the beginning of the end. It uh, marks a very clear shift for me, too. But I'm interrupting your recap. This chapter, it's after this chapter. That's fine. You feel me? Right. This is like mm-hmm. when you know it's about to start ending. <laughs> right. But it's not ending yet because they still not have to play yet. baseball. Right. And first, before they play baseball, uh, we get to see Billy and Jacob visit Bella to warn her away from Edward's perspective, um, which we, I don't think, learn anything new about what Billy was thinking, but you get to hear it word for word. Um, oh, yeah. And then we get the flashback to when the Cullens came back to Forks uh, and cool. contacted Billy. That was kind of interesting. We have, I'm sure we have things to say about that. Um, then they go play baseball. They drive in the Jeep and they play baseball for a really long time. And I got really bored. And there's a reason that there was not this much baseball in Twilight. And then the villains show up and it's like all involved because like Edward knows what Alice knows and what Alice didn't know and what she knows now and why it changed and what all of the oh, vampires cool. are doing and smelling and and then that's it. And they're not here yet. That's how the show ends. they're not here yet. <laughs> and then the chapter ends. <laughs> I'm still laughing because the baseball scene is so <laughs> There's so much baseball. And like, look, I know baseball. I can follow baseball. But I got through like, I mean, we'll talk about it. I got through like three of the paragraphs and then skimmed the next three. Like, <laughs> we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, I, what do I, I get? You, what do uh, I get? I give you a, an eight. Oh, oh great. I'll oh. take an eight. I'll give you like a seven. Oh, thanks. I don't. I don't think you have like great a great canvas to work with. Right. <laughs> Tough recap. You know. Exactly. Oh, I know what I want to start with. Okay, so this is um this is this is a good segue from our vampire lore situation. So he talks about how Carlisle tried to kill himself lots of ways. And I never really thought about this very hard in Twilight, but she asks if it's possible for them to starve themselves, and he says, No. There are few, very few ways that we can be killed. And I thought of them being like a bed bug. Like a bed bug comes up no. and will suck your blood but a bed bug can live for like an entire year to 18 months without sucking anybody's blood which it's is true. disgusting and just Ooh. makes them seem even more like bugs yeah. and we find out that they don't <laughs> breathe and that he hung out for they're several days underwater bugs. that whole situation is here so they're like bugs they're like bugs ew it's also i was kind of wondering like okay but we know that they do get weaker right when they don't feed so i'm like is like 
do they like, just sort of do they bottom out at some point right become in or could they become like human strength if they went long enough without <laughs> drinking blood right because i was thinking like oh so if you don't die you could just not just- eat Right. solve that problem right solve but then he's all like well we get so weak but maya you're right they're so fucking powerful they're like how weak is right. weak? how weak is weak i was wondering like okay what happens when the apocalypse happens and like vampires survive but all other life on the planet Whoa. is pretty much gone it's just vampires and cockroaches like they can't survive off cockroaches. Do you find other vampires and you're just like, okay, you kill me at the exact same time that I kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Right, like the alternative is just like infinity, but of pain and sad. Yeah. Okay, I think that some, I think in most apocalypse situations, some vampire would find a way to like do the Jurassic Park thing. Like they would bring them back. They would clone an animal. Oh. What do you think I meant? meant? She was trying to figure it out. Was like, like put themselves in an amusement park. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm I'm pretty sure because you know vampires are so smart and so strong that they can come up with like you know some kind of like I'm thinking of specifically in and then there were none. I'm probably spoiling it about how one of the characters kills himself. You know, he sets up like this whole rig. Oh, God. Yeah, keep going. So like, he like sets up a rig so that he can essentially kill Edward himself. Edward is but make so it... obsessed with how impossible it is for them to kill themselves. Okay, but I'm he just talks saying, about it all the time. He can probably rip off his own head. Yeah, but then they're not dead. That's why you have to burn them all. You'd have to like rip yourself to pieces and set yourself sounds on like fire. That, that sounds they hard. <laughs> yeah, but if you're desperate enough. You could do I feel it. like, okay, okay. So I was thinking maybe the apocalypse was like a climate crisis and that's why they can't just like clone humans. Right. Sure. But in the event of a climate crisis, you could still like find a volcano and throw yourself in. So maybe that's just what you have to do. I might do true. it. I know. I, I can't imagine mm-hmm. Edward has really thought this through all the way, even though he says he has. Like, yeah, it seems know. like there's, there must be ways. Interesting. All right, right in. We move along. Um, I'll also say that for all this like info we get about how vampires don't remember their human lives, Carlisle has like a lot of nostalgia for his yeah. human life and like agreed. The deep mahogany wood of his office reminded him of his earliest home. What I noticed that too. Like, Edward is only 100 years old, and he can't remember his mother's face. Yeah. Get your story together. Doesn't make sense. But, like, I agree. Carlisle has, like, all these, like, little relics and, like, memories and things. It doesn't yeah. really add up, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so then we learn 1930, this horrible, another flashback to Edward being a murderer. I didn't expect so many of the flashbacks to be about the murder. <laughs> Yeah, it you I kind of thought that it'd be like family time. Yeah, right for and sure. Like wait. I was definitely reading this and being like, do we really need to like go into the inner workings of a pedophile right now? Like it doesn't really feel like something that I need at this I just point felt in time. like a little less. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like, a long time. And it's yeah. not even just like the act. We really get into his mind of like, oh, he, is he gonna like, didn't want to do it, but how did he want to do it? We should we should tell the listeners. Okay, okay, so listeners. So Edward's like running around looking for bad people. Um, and like these terrible people that he hunts, their mind has like a certain kind of flavor. So it's kind of easy for him to find them. But he hears the mind of this one person who has the potential to be as bad as all these other people, but have, hasn't actually done anything yet. But he's planning and he's kind of trying to stop himself. He's thinking to himself, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But his plan is to snatch a six-year-old child from her bed at night and take her to this like dilapidated house in the neighborhood. And this isn't said outright, but like it's implied that he's going to rape her. And then he's like, afterwards, I'm going to have to kill her. And I don't want to do that either. I don't want to do any of this. I shouldn't. Right. Because the part that he says is that he realizes that after he will have to kill her. So then you have to imply everything that's going to happen before. Which it's kind of amazing that with all the detail that Stephanie gives us about this man's mind that she left any part of it um, out. But yeah, so Edward is kind of like rooting for him. Edward is to, like to not listening. do it. Yeah, to right. not. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not rooting for him to do it. He's rooting because for him the guy to in his head doesn't want to do it. Right. Even though he wants to he do it. He does want to do it. Um, so Edward is listening, and the guy like finally breaks. He's been thinking, I can't do this. I can't do this. But eventually, and this was like pretty chilling writing. It's like he realized he could. He could do this. And so just as he's about to reach in and snatch this girl from her bed through the window, Edward like rips him up and like jumps into the air. And as Edward is about to bite him, the guy sees Edward as kind of like an avenging angel and is relieved that he was stopped before he was able to do this terrible thing. And Edward's like, damn, I mean... Dealing with all of this is really kind of a bummer, and I'm not happy. So maybe I should like go back home. And yeah, that's when he goes back. I was to gonna Edinburgh. say, the, I guess the point of this story is that like, okay, we need a story where he regrets killing the person, but she's not gonna go so far as to make him kill like, somebody who's totally innocent right so then we have to go through this whole thing of like well what's like the closest to innocent that somebody could be where it's still justified that he murdered them but also edward would feel kind of guilty about it and that would convince him that he shouldn't murder any more people right well he gets and i had pretty... not thought through that logic before but i feel very strongly that that is the point of this anecdote. oh totally he's otherwise pretty direct with it He says, as I considered them all, every one of those I'd executed, I didn't regret any of their deaths individually. The world was a better place for each one of their absences, but somehow this didn't matter. And in the end, blood was just blood. It quenched my thirst for a few days or weeks, and that was all. Though there was physical pleasure, it was too marred by the pain of my mind. Yep, but he could have said that even if all of the people were murderers. It's true. I, you know, I, I understand that, you know, pedophilia, it probably does something to your mind. Do I really need to explore that right now as we're like in Edward's house and like 
I don't know, meeting the family? Like, no, not really. I feel like it just, it just took me out. Listeners, to be clear, like, the mind of this man doesn't really focus on the pedophilia that much. No. Like, it doesn't, like, describe how he sees this child. No. Or any of that. But it is just, like, a long passage. It's three long, pages. Long. I just looked. It's three pages. And it's remember, it's tiny it type. I felt like the only other thing that I took away from this is like maybe Edward has a little bit of a reason to be so pessimistic about everybody in the whole world he did spend a long time purposefully hanging out with the worst of the worst humans very true so that was something I was thinking about was that Edward talks about how he learned to tune out all the good minds and listen to just the bad ones (laughs) Yeah, no wonder he's miserable. Maybe if you listen to more of the good minds, (laughs) you wouldn't be so sad. Vampires probably need therapists more than all of us, but yeah, they're the ones (laughs) who like can't. There could be a vampire who's a therapist. Like I want that. That would that would be the most interesting way to spend eternity is by being a therapist, probably. Okay, I really want that story. Let's hear about the vampire therapist. Write <laughs> it. I love it. Actually, you know what? I want that sitcom. Yes. I'm going to write it. Dibs. Okay. Listeners, dibs. <laughs> then there's some nice stuff. You know, they're hanging out. She's tech- checking out his, like, music. Uh, Alice and Jasper run up. We find out that Jasper's, like, really loves hanging out with them because they just love each other so much and they're so happy. Which I really liked that feeling. detail. I was that like, was kind of cute. We didn't yeah. know that about Jasper, did we? It did make we me wonder that- why he just doesn't seek like really happy people out all the time. <laughs> They're like, fuck you guys. Probably because he might eat them. <laughs> That's a good point, my hair. Um, and then there was a whole thing about how Edward talks Rosalie into going to the baseball game. And I wasn't totally clear on the details there, but he talks Rosalie into coming for unknown right. reasons. Yeah, for like, whatever. Even though she yeah. makes it clear that she's gonna be like not fun to be, she's around. like, I'm not gonna be nice, and he's like, well, he's like, I, I just want you to be for, there. I can't like, ask for why? anymore. Why would you want her to be there if she's not gonna be nice? <laughs> I get wanting your family to like all be together, but this is still very fresh, and it's maybe new. just like the right. first baseball game, it's okay if Rosalie's not there. Ease it in, right? But whatever, they all go. Um, he drives Bella back. Oh, chapter twenty-one. That's it. That's a whole chapter. Chapter 21, he drives her back home and there's Billy hanging out with Jacob. Once again, we get the make and model of the car <laughs> that they're driving. It's a 1987 Ford Tempo. Wow. Um, there is one part where Billy refers to Edward as it, which yep. I did not like. Weird. Um, I, I think it's a good characterization. Sure, you know, we don't sure, like it because sure. it's rude and uncomfortable. But it's true it to does Billy's like character. Yeah, it's true to Billy's character. He's Jacob wanted to be a murderous true to monster. Character. Jacob can already smell them. He knows right. that her house smells bad, but he doesn't know why. This was so funny to me. <laughs> Edward is listening to Jacob's mind, and Jacob's like, "Oh, something is like rancid in here." <laughs> and Edward's like, "That's strange. Like, I didn't smell anything when I was there." <laughs> he's like, "What is you? It's you." Like, 
did he not like like realize before that the wolves thought that vampires smelled bad did he not Edward get close seems to, to have not rooms? spent any really time any with them. interacted with them yeah no even though he was here wasn't he here the last time yeah he was I'm he acts like he's never seen any of these people the scene from the movie where they're they kind of lean toward each other um I just started thinking about the conversation that we had last night about Carlisle the seventh and Carlisle the ninth. Okay, listen, time to tell you. Maya, blow it open. I'm blowing this wide open. (laughs) Cohen went to Forks for the first time in 1936. Okay, in 1936. 1936. The Cohen's returned to Forks in 2005. <laughs> that, my friends, is only 69 years. You're trying to tell me that Forks has no old people? No <laughs> old people? You, you, I had to think about this, though. When you said no old people, I was like, yeah, they are probably all dead by now. But you mean like young people who were around them the first time and now eight. are old. Yeah, in 2008, sorry, 2005, they're old. But before right. they were young. Right. right. And Was Carlisle theory, the doctor the uh, first probably. time around? Probably. probably. He's been a doctor for like forever, right? Yeah, that's just what he does. Years. Yeah, so like if My you theory, saw a doctor when you were 10 and then you were 80 and you saw the same doctor and not realize. just a doctor if you saw if like a family right. of like kind of like mysteriously beautiful people came to town and like right. kind of made a splash right as they do right and then when you're 80 they that same again. family comes back <laughs> okay. to town and sure they've got They're two more people with them now grandchildren of the original family that That's does Melissa not work out <laughs> they each had a grandchild doesn't and it? those are the only <laughs> six people who are still there it and they like dated each other that they would like say to everyone that's what i thought i was like that's a kind of stupid thing that they'd be like carlisle would be like oh you're thinking of my great grandfather carlisle the fifth i'm carlisle the ninth <laughs> and i also have a son that looks exactly who's, like his whose name is edward the ninth you're yeah. thinking of edward the seventh <laughs> about this last night I could not stop laughing <laughs> and I like couldn't even enjoy it at first I was like no Melissa this is not a laughing matter this is serious the timeline I always <laughs> felt like it didn't make sense but I never did the math and you're never right it's just math. not enough time always Remember? do the math but we you did the like math and found years. out they're moving at like the speed of light when they run or something like, yeah I do, do it's too fast that's how we figured out it was too fast <laughs> oh yeah speaking of which was, did they break the sound barrier which oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yes. to be clear we didn't do any math in that <laughs> instance that was just some like thought experiments well, I did do math. Melissa like came prepared with math. I had I had <laughs> notes somewhere, but well, speaking of which, baseball makes no sense. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, there's no like if he can run from the Cullen house to her house in moments, they can't play baseball. 
like right. pick any other sport where like you don't have to time like a ball moving against yeah. the vampire moving because it just it doesn't th- i want to watch it would have to be a mile rugby <laughs> i mean rugby would be good even then it wouldn't work because i mean none of it would ever work i mean well none of it ever works it's fake but <laughs> they're like Oh, it's a good thing there's thunder. Not that this sounds that much like thunder. I'm like, you cannot hit a ball hard enough for the sound to like ricochet off the cliffs the way you're describing. The ball would be ball destroyed. Would explode. Wouldn't the ball, right, the ball would explode. <laughs> like human baseball players can like can hit explode a ball. Baseball. Yeah. yeah, hard enough for like the covering to come off. This is, yeah. makes no sense. Maybe they play with a different kind of ball. You know, it's like maybe play with it would be heavily like plutonium <laughs> baseball. If they had a special baseball, Stephanie would have Edward we give us every detail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, we we have to go back because I I skipped. Yeah, over, we gotta talk um, about Billy. Yeah. Um, I so when I read Twilight, I'm like Billy, you're being prejudiced. Get uh-huh. over it. But reading this, when Edward did just go on, like, a three-page thing about, <laughs> Murdering like, people. what a terrible murderer he was, I right. was like, Billy, you need to be worried. <laughs> he literally has a whole paragraph where he describes everything he wants to do to scare Billy. It's a whole paragraph of, like, how he's going to lean over, how he's going to intimidate, how he's going to bare his teeth, how he's going to snarl, how he's going to stand there and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, bruh, you're really debunking this whole you're okay thing. Like, whatever. Right. He's very dismissive. He's definitely <laughs> so dismissive. And then we get the whole um, scene from Billy's perspective of the phone call yeah. when they came back. It's like very like, oh yeah, I would be scared of them. Like Carlisle is nice, but he's scary. Exactly. Wait, there's something kind of fun before Go that. Ahead. Which is, um, you know, Edward leaves, but not really because he's outside and he's listening. Uh, and we see Billy be like, oh, I need to talk to Bella alone and send Jacob outside to look for this photograph that Billy knows isn't there. And we get the moment where Jacob realizes he's been tricked. <laughs> he's like, oh man, I'm a moron. <laughs> like goes back in as Poor fast Jake. as possible. And Billy's like, we're leaving. And he's like, oh, I didn't Why get did we come, come here? <laughs> You're right, it's, it's really cute. Fun. It was a really cute Jacob moment. And the whole time Jacob is like replaying in his mind the kiss where Edward kisses yeah. Bella on the throat. And he's like, maybe like Bella wasn't that into it. You know, like maybe she didn't even like it. And ultimately Jacob is like, she liked it. It's really <laughs> I think from the Twilight perspective, I thought that Billy was more sure about what Bella knew. And he's not really sure. No. He's yeah. like, oh, maybe does she, how could she know? Maybe she knows. Right. He's like, I wonder what they told her. Right. To make it, of course, wasn't the truth. I wonder what they right. said. Right. Um, I really he- enjoy in this passage how Bella comes across kind of like more aggressive than she did in Twilight. Uh huh. In yeah, Twilight, she's just like kind of dismissive and like right. kind of standing and her she- ground. But, here, but she's, she's like basically trying to like get out. She's like kind of trying to play it cool, but like right. we know that she doesn't feel very confident right. about it. But it really works. Yeah. Anyway, go yeah. ahead, Olivia. 
Okay, so then they actually leave. It's a very strange device, the way that she does this. They leave. Billy and Jacob are driving in the car. Edward runs after them because he can't leave anything alone for any amount of time. (laughs) And so he's like running through the forest alongside their car so that he can listen to Billy's mind still but we have to get all these details about how at the same time he's listening for other minds to make sure that he's not getting like too close to any houses where anyone could see him at this point he crosses the highway because the coverage is better on that side and it's like definitely oh, just right just, just, I tailed I, I really just skimmed through I skimmed yeah, through there I so detailed so and then we see the conversation which edward has seen from the other side but he watches it in billy's head from billy's point of view and it's when carlisle called to let them know that they were coming back and billy knows what's up but he definitely doesn't really know much okay do we know how old billy is he has Um, three kids and jacob at the time that Carlisle was calling him is probably in middle school right wait but this was only this was only two and a half years ago yeah so like late middle school yeah I guess Billy believably was not born he's not over 70 Billy is believably younger than 70 so he was not born the first time that they came around 45 so I guess that makes sense like he heard the stories Billy struggled to remember the secret accords he'd so carefully memorized. So I'm a little unclear on whether he remembers them or not. Did you memorize them or not? (laughs) Did you memorize them or are you struggling to remember them? And we got a little bit of the details of the treaty. Uh, Yeah, so they get, the Cullens get a five mile radius around their house to do, I guess, oh, whatever they want which is uh, no not to do whatever they wanted but is off limits to the tribe right and we know that the collins can't go on to the reservation right and it so doesn't act, it doesn't give us anything else territory actually. it's a lot of neutral territory and we find out that the collins are planning to live in forks for about a decade and i don't know how that works out with pretending that everybody is 15 when they get there yeah <laughs> i was like what especially emmett yeah, Emmett is large, and like he doesn't look fifteen or twenty-five. So and just there normally is a lot of changes that happen. Say to that he's twenty. <laughs> human body in between then. Fifteen and twenty-five. <laughs> so yeah. And last I'm... time there were five of them, and this time there are seven of them. Dun dun dun. So they've picked up Alice and Jasper since last time. I thought Emmett was younger than that. I feel like because like Emmett ha- Emmett was around when they met Alice. No, I mean I mean vampire age. Emmett came like two years after Rosalie. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. we talked about this. Last I guess episode. they were very grouped together. They were. Yeah, that's really weird. Makes no yeah. sense. It's like Carlisle alone for a long time, chilling with Joseph Edward for like a fair amount of time. And then, like, Esme like comes years. in pretty quickly after that. And then Rosalie and then Emma. And then two years later and then two years later. <laughs> right. The internet is trying to tell me that Billy is 83, which I refuse to believe. Absolutely um, not. I wonder if it's, like, 
taking into account like what his current human age would be probably like in the year 2021 yeah like he's currently 83 <laughs> i believe that he was born in the late 1950s that's your answer okay so he was 58 yeah so he was only in his okay. 50s anyway, so sorry, like his father by that <laughs> that's fine his father would have told him these stories and he like believes them enough to be scared like legitimately he's he's terrified and i do really think carlisle comes off like you can hear this from carlisle's point of view but you can also hear it from billy's point of view him being pretty scared i kind of want to know like how those conversations went between you know like billy's dad and him because without any like physical evidence of like look at this person murder another thing I still, like, wouldn't actually really believe it. Hmm. Like, Billy, like, believes it. Well, I think it has to do with, like, how close you are to, to like, the thing that actually happened, you know? Like, it's Billy's, yeah. like, what, grandfather? So, like, his grandfather, he, like, would probably know his grandfather and could, like, hear the stories from his grandfather but like Jacob, it's like, oh yeah, those are sort of my dad tells me about like the olden days. Right. Like, I also I can't make any claims to like know anything. I don't want to overstep, but I think it is cultural. Also, like, what is the culture of stories that you've grown up in, and what That's are they true. like? You know, like again, like I don't claim to know what it's like to grow up in a tribe and what stories you hear, but uh, you know, maybe there's an aspect there where it's like the kinds of stories that he grew up hearing anyways that's but a good point but i don't know i don't know um then we get back to the cullen house and- yeah so all of that was kind of then edward goes like well i don't really know what they're gonna do about it because the treaty protects them and i don't really know what we're gonna do about it because we don't want to hurt them and so he, like, we follow all this, we get all this information. <laughs> and then it's like, indeed, they decide to do nothing. I spoke to Carlisle briefly, and he also said we should do nothing. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so this okay, really great. was just a side quest. <laughs> oh, I really loved off. this aside um, where he's going, he knows that he's going to go pick up Bella to play. Um, baseball and he says I dressed for Charlie this time pulling pulling out one of the more impressive rain jackets that I rarely wore I wanted to look like a person who was taking the weather seriously concerned about (laughs) avoiding the cold and the wet it was the little details that set humans at ease I drew a heart next to that I (laughs) thought it was cute too it's like he wants Charlie to think he can be a good boyfriend (laughs) I I think it's like so kind of charming that Edward is so much older than Charlie, but he like still wants his like girlfriend's dad's approval. It's true. Um, he's like a little bit. He doesn't go too far into it, but he's a little bit anxious about like Bella telling Charlie about Edward and like how that's gonna go down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's gotta like wear his big raincoat. Yeah, he goes in with his hood up so that it looks like he doesn't want to get wet. <laughs> um, Listeners, if for whatever reason you also enjoy that dynamic, I recommend watching 90 Day Fiance, where these like <laughs> old guys have to impress their like 19 year old 
fiance's fathers. Oh God! Um, and they're often like older or the same age as the Ooh. father. It's, it's it makes weird. me so uncomfortable. Ew. Yeah, it's it's like fun to think about in Twilight, but it's like weird to watch it on TV Ugh. in real life. <laughs> um. Oh, and he like Emmett teases him for the jacket. He's like, yeah, you try to stay cute. dry and cozy. <laughs> Um, and he borrows Emmett's Jeep, and Emmett is like, yeah, okay, okay. Um, I love that he goes in and sits in Bella's house for, like, 0.2 seconds. He takes his jacket off, sits down. And Bella's like, all right, let's go. (laughs) Um, I like when he's, like, hanging outside the house before he goes in, like, an image of Carlisle, like, flits through his head, and also at one point, like, Charlie thinks about Emmett. And Edward's like, huh, what? Confused. It was just oh, yeah. enjoyable he never for it. Edward to not know everything for <laughs> one moment. <laughs> so then they drive to the clearing. Yeah. Bella's yeah. set because she doesn't want to run. And Edward is like, well, she says that if I, like, look at her intensely, I, I dazzle <laughs> her. So oh, damn, um, I skipped this part. I'm mad. You skipped this part? Well, oh I God. technically skipped all of it, but you know. <laughs> um, he's like, and I have noticed that, like, I don't know if I squint at her, she like breathes different. Maybe I'll just like try this. Um, can I? Can I read it? Absolutely. Yeah. Or Melissa, you read it. Well, I don't so know. On page, it's on page four eighty one. Starts with in the past. In the past. I'd had the strongest effect on her when I'd been searching most intensely to hear her secret thoughts. Amused by the futility, I tried again. I stared deeply into her clear, dark eyes. My own narrowed, and I struggled fiercely through the silence. (laughs) Of course, there was nothing to hear. She blinked four times fast, her nervous expression shifting to one that was more stunned. I felt (laughs) I was on the right path. (laughs) Yeah, so... He's uh he's trying to dazzle her. He's just thinking thinking real hard. <laughs> just thinks thinking. hard. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it works. Me. <laughs> that killed me. That um, I thought that was so funny. I thought that it was like pretty funny. Um, and then the top of the next page, it like transferred and like the vibe kind of shifted, and it was like less about like him like oh i'm dazzling her and more like oh i'm being dazzled in return mm. which the way i say it like <laughs> i think makes <laughs> it sound like better but reading it i was like <laughs> this is like getting a bit much <laughs> i thought it was pretty it. good i was here uh, for yeah. it i was in it uh we just like get a lot of detail about like how like every single every motion that's true but at least they're like enjoying things and it's a departure from like him thinking too hard or the Mm -hmm. next page Mm -hmm. where like he is overcome and then there's venom in his mouth and then he thinks about how if she had accidentally touched her tongue to one of the razor sharp edges of my teeth dot 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 and then doesn't explain to her the rules about the kissing like if i was making out with somebody who could maybe accidentally kill me if i touch their teeth maybe i'd fucking want to know that yeah maybe you tell me how it works 
What's up? Like, hey, it's not that I hate French kissing. It's just that you might die if you try to French kiss me. I'd be like, Roger that. <laughs> Great. My <laughs> tongue is gonna be in my throat from now on. <laughs> Just like button it down. <laughs> <laughs> right before that, it gets kind of sexy. I'm gonna, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. it. Yeah. It was kind of um, sexy. I was like, I don't, I'm surprised, I guess. I don't know why it's I'm true. surprised. I've read there these were lots before. of opportunities to be sexy before now, and they weren't taken. I think she's like pretty good at it, and she doesn't take the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, you could have done more of this, please. Yeah, I- but she chooses not to. Yeah, agreed. Listeners, um, we'd read it to you, but I feel too uncomfortable. <laughs> it's too uncomfortable. So, I'm not reading the it. Bottom of page 482. It's kind of sexy. Yeah, page 482. Get ready. <laughs> there's some breathing. It's a lot of breathing. There's, there's breathing, there's passions, heat, pulses. Fire without pain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so then they also like skip over a lot of the baseball. Well, no, I think we just have to talk about how boring the baseball is. I think it's really important. Um, How boring it is? Yeah. All right. Oh, it's well, first, so Esme and Bella get to hang out. It's um, fun. Esme's like super maternal at her as she is with every person on the planet but you know what it's it felt a little more personality based because it is like oh she's like six years older than all of them so I guess it's just her personality um Um, we find out that Emmett is like really excited about having Bella to the family Emmett like is like oh like Bella's gonna become a vampire this is like a done deal it's gonna be fun it's cool I like her yeah Um, that was very sweet and a human who was to his mind more or less one of us now he had only positive experiences with adding to the family he was (laughs) eager to include Bella as well I was like LMAO is Rose like the only negative (laughs) yes Talking about Emmett as if he's like some sort of dog. He's like he's only had he's always a dog. He's always a dog. Emmett is like the most straightforward person that you could ever imagine. That's he's how Emmett is. He's only had positive reinforcement, so he's only going <laughs> to respond to this situation well. <laughs> and then Alice reaches for Emmett's hand, and they like run off together. Yeah. And earlier, or is it later? At one point, oh, before that. When we stepped into view, I saw Rosalie yank her hand out of Esme's. I was like, this is a big hand-holdy family. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Handled. I mean, they live together for no reason. So they <laughs> must like close. each other. Imagine close. all the Collins just like in a cuddle puddle. <laughs> oh, oh, my mind went way darker than that. Oh, God. No. Well, I don't oh, want to did... know. I don't, we I can don't cut this know. out. Did your mind go orgy? Yeah! just because they were holding hands you guys started it you're like oh they're like super touchy they live together for no reason what's the reason you would live together because you have orgies all the time because you're a family that's weirdly close Mm. they literally tell us that carlisle and esme are their parents i told you guys that my mind went dark and you You know what you admitted it you admitted it you're right you did warn us you warned us (laughs) um 
and then okay so they like right before they start to play um edward and alice are on the same team and carlisle says call it rose she chose the teams i objected Carlisle looked at me and then pointedly at Alice, who had already seen that the coin would fall heads up. I was like, they do cheat. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't just saying that. Edward he was, was like, ready. He was um, ready. Excuse me, I had plans to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> then they begin playing baseball. I diligently follow along. I know who's on which team. They're playing away. Whatever. This person's on that base. Edward runs into the forest to catch a ball. Emmett hits it so high that it'll be too slow to get back down to the ground so that he can outrun the ball. Then it keeps going. <laughs> and then there's more. And then it's another it inning. More. And then I'm it's hearing six more. Pages. And I just counted. It's six pages I of like stopped. play by play, inning by inning. When you know every motion, every single one of them takes. And how Bella is reacting to each one <laughs> and how Edward feels about that. It's too much. It's too much. Too much. I like baseball. It's too much baseball. I wrote um, this is the most detailed baseball game in YA. <laughs> Probably. Gotta be shocking because there are certainly YA books about, about baseball. About baseball. <laughs> yep. Um my also, favorite part of the baseball game is when Rosalie um calls edward a pathetic cheating tool and a leper's swine (laughs) that's like you gotta get creative when you can't put swears in yeah (laughs) i just like felt like i was reading the car scene from the end of the book (laughs) Uh, at least the car scene is a car chase this is just baseball with no stakes like Edward not doesn't care like, if he wins or not. Right. It's not even like new. But baseball. he does want to win. They didn't. They didn't even make it special. It's just regular baseball. It's just regular baseball, but fast. Fast speedball. Then <laughs> Carlisle hits a really, really loud, um, hit, and suddenly, <laughs> that's that's the technical term, right? And suddenly, the vampires that Alice already knew were coming here the game and so suddenly they're going to see these vampires right now instead of tomorrow not really sure what decision right. carlisle made that came so out of left field to use ah! um that this was not right. a possible future that she saw previously exactly. i'm like you're telling me carlisle wasn't gonna hit a ball that hard at any point no or... at no point that was in the cards and then suddenly he got up to bat and he decided and to hit it that hard. That's the only way that I can understand this scene. So now they're coming. And there's like no way to avoid the standoff. Because if Edward runs at full speed with Bella, Bella's going to get hurt. Like her body like can't like move that It's like that sounds better than dying, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, they, she's not definitely going to die. All he can it's see. It's just like a confrontation they're gonna meet yeah and there are many ways that it could end some of them in blinding light and some of them in dark so we know that that means arizona uh but there there aren't it's not like probable that bella's gonna die right here so there's just no other option except meeting them right here 
Like, yeah, ideally Edward and Bella work. would leave, but it but doesn't, it, doesn't work, work because they in always her, end up like in the in woods, out confronting somebody alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so everybody like really bands together and is like, "All right, we are here to protect Bella." Like Alice is like, "I will protect Bella with everything I freaking have." Esme's like, I'm gonna do what it takes too. Rose I'm her like, mother. I'll protect now. Emmett. <laughs> um, yeah. Though Esme was no fighter, I could hear how fierce this made her feel. She would defend Bella as if she were her own child. Um, I sigh. Yeah. And what is she, 26? <laughs> Edward has this, like, I think really clever idea, which is. He taps his foot to the rhythm of Bella's heartbeat to try to like create a plausible other sound. Wild. Stephanie, that's I loved it. Like after slogging through all the details of this fucking baseball game, (laughs) when I read that, I was like, let's keep reading. (laughs) Right. Good little nugget. Yeah, it was so good. I agreed. I love that too. Oh my God. And that's like a good addition because, you know, it's not something that was Bella in Twilight. Would have Bella would not have noticed that. Yeah. It just like wasn't a detail. But it's all Edward can think about her thumping, thumping heart. Right. Exactly. So like, I appreciated this little moment. You're you, muted. <laughs> you either muted or, or were you're, so you're high pitched high. that your mic did not pick you up, Maya. I think I was so high pitched that my mic <laughs> did not pick me up. Okay. Let me try again. It's so compelling. Wow, you're right. Yeah. It is it's compelling. compelling. It is. It's very compelling. Why? Um, the end. That's, yeah, the that's end. what that's happens. It. Edward's mad at himself because he's like, I should have seen this coming. And it's like, oh. oh. I was like, Edward, that is your anxiety speaking. That is oh, not. I was like, bro, go to you therapy. You can't blame please. yourself. Yeah, you really need some therapy. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, best oh, sentence, worst best sentence. Best sentence, worst sentence. I have my best sentence already. Go ahead. ahead. Um, So mine is when we are in the house with Billy, um, but we get this, or actually, no, we're not in the house with Billy yet. This is when they're in the car. Um, And Edward is thinking about how Bella is clearly worried about Charlie's reaction to um, meeting Edward. And Edward specifically says, she would give me a label in her human world, something to let me belong there. Oh. And I was like, oh my God. Because <laughs> you're so good at those yeah. lines that reach into your chest and just grab your heart. Where you're right. like, oh. And like before, I was like, yeah, okay, you're her boyfriend, whatever, the stupid word. Like, <laughs> and you're more than that. It's stupid. And then, but he's like, but her giving me the word boyfriend means that I'm now a part of the human world that was like ah <laughs> you know it's like as good when it just like makes you make noises noises <laughs> my heart <laughs> I have my worst so this is right after um Edward and Bella like kind of have their argument after the run and he says now please try to behave yourself, I murmured, speaking more to myself than to her. 
really that's more to yourself than to her because nothing in the in nothing the words about it. Nothing indicates about it that like it's that. to yourself it's pretty clearly just like an admonishment to her to behave if you want to put it to both of you now we both need to try to behave ourselves or if it's about you primarily you need to say now I'm gonna try to behave myself <laughs> none of this like imagine if I was like Olivia don't do that again but what I meant was I'm not going to do that <laughs> what I was so mad this is my worst sentence great one it's a great one you said all the things um I don't know if this is a best or a worst so I'm gonna read it and you guys can decide <laughs> love it okay so Bella okay they're in his room and she says I hate to burst your bubble but you're actually but you're really not as scary as you think you are I don't find you scary at all actually and then Edward thinks to himself it was a well-performed lie, especially considering her usual lack of success with deception, but I knew she made the joke mostly to keep me from feeling dejected or worried. Though I sometimes regretted the depth of her leniency toward me, it did shift my mood. It was a funny joke, and I couldn't resist playing along. This, I put this as, I literally marked this as a worse. <laughs> I was like, you just took a paragraph to explain her joke to us. It was a funny joke, and so I... <laughs> played along here's all the reasons why it was funny and why i was okay that she made a joke and that it was a funny joke and how i responded to her funny joke the overall exchange is the best because it's like a fun <laughs> exchange but that sentence is for sure worse. <laughs> yeah. oh wait can i throw in another one yeah um, then he's like dazzling he's like thinking really hard he's dazzling her and she's you know like being dazzled and he goes i wasn't at all sure what i was supposed to be doing about her frequent breathing lapses did i need to remind her at intervals <laughs> and then i imagined him reminding her at intervals <laughs> and I just like while so they're funny. making out she's like Bella, are you breathing <laughs> i also love that sentence um my best is the very last sentence of the chapter because once again Destiny Meyer comes through she needs to do a master class on chapter enders <laughs> so you know the bad guys are coming they're just about to like step into view frozen motionless as if we were hewn from the rock around us we waited Waited. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I, you turn the page. You turn the page. I slogged <laughs> through the last 40 pages of the chapter, but then you want to turn the page. But then you got to turn the page. I have another best, too. Oh. Read it. Um, this is at the beginning of chapter 20, and he's talking about Carlisle and how Carlisle is perfect all the time, and he kind of has like a self realization moment that I love when Edward has, you know, where he like actually thinks about himself and the greater world and how he fits in it. Um, but he says, I'd always envied Carlisle's perfect control, but at the same time believed it was impossible for me to duplicate. I realized now that I'd chosen the lazy way, the path of least resistance, admiring him greatly, but never putting in the effort to become more like him. Oh. I was like, yeah, dummy. There's <laughs> another one that made me think of you, Melissa, because it's Edward being self-reflective in I like a real self -reflection. way. It's 454 in the middle. 
And I thought I would be able to live above the moral abyss they all sank to. That's other yeah. vampires. Because yeah. I was special. I shook my head at the arrogance. Arrogance. Edward is like, damn, I thought I was special and different. And I could drink human blood, but be a good person. But I'm not Like, special. man, I've been stupid this whole time. Like, yeah, you've been real stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I like when Melissa says stupid. No, um, I don't think I have a worst. That's great. That's lovely. Um, I mean, besides I'm, the ones that you guys already did, I'll do. I'll do another best. Also, uh, <laughs> Alice just comes in to say that they're going to go play baseball, and she goes, "It's time." Alice intones <laughs> solemnly, working the Oracle vibe for Bella's benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Love Which is she's she's such a little drama queen. That anyway. Right, yeah. she would definitely do it even if Bella was not there. And it does come off oracle-y in Twilight. It does. It does. Yeah. It's like, ooh, what's she talking about? She's like, what? Especially the, oh my god, hang on, we have to talk about the movie really fast. Oh. The scene in the movie, oh the my music god. kicks in the way when Alice like pitches that first pitch and her that leg stupid goes like, ballet leg into the sky practically I know that scene. her body the yes. zoom in on carlisle's face all of yes. that oh, every stitch of all the outfits the muse song oh my god just imagine the collins going to their big ass closets and picking out their perfectly little matchy matchy baseball outfits baseball outfits the blue I've- tint only seen the movie technically once but i have seen that scene many many times it's good so stuff. good i i mean it's cinematic mastery <laughs> well, i mean again, they made baseball fun if you know katherine hardwick what <laughs> i wouldn't give for a conversation with her my stepdad says that we just gotta email her <laughs> you know that what i'm gonna google energy. Right now, Catherine Hardwick's yeah. email address because maybe it's out there. Because like, I think she would really like to hear from you, kids. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's it. We're wrapping up. Masa Uh Email us with questions or comments or Catherine Hardwick's email address at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com/slash twilightfacepodcast to join our lovely coven of supporters which includes Jillian, Melina, Bridget, Eric, Samantha, Aaron, Josh, Karen, Ed, Bailey, Laura, King's Gambit, Andrea, and Lini. Thank you all for your support. Follow us at Twilight underscore Phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by me. Cover (laughs) image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Bye. 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 Bye.